Welcome to episode 23 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Main. By day, I host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who loves Jesus and just wants to serve her family and community a little bit better, you're in the right place. Before we get started on this episode, could you take a moment to subscribe to this podcast? That way you don't miss a thing. God wants us to be happy. God loves everyone. There were three wise men. <laughs> Do you know what's true and what isn't? You know, it's so easy to be swayed by what sounds good or what other people have told you, but the Bible is the only source of truth. It's our guide for a living, and it's never going to steer you wrong. Today, I've got some help from some Family Life Morning Show listeners. They're going to share some things that we've probably all heard about our faith, and then we'll dig into the Word to find out what's true and what's not. Adam and Eve ate an apple. If you've ever seen a painting of the first sin, you could probably picture a fat snake slithering through the branches of a red, delicious tree. But the Bible doesn't actually say it was an apple. In fact, Genesis 3, 6 talks about some kind of fruit. Now, personally, I tend to believe that a God-created tree of wisdom is going to have something a little more spectacular than a common apple, something exotic like a dragon fruit or a kiwi. But we can't even assume that or that the fruit tasted good because scripture only says their eyes were open as soon as they ate it, not that it tasted sweet. So maybe it was shockingly sour or bitter. But then again, that's not in the Bible either. So how do you like them apples? A whale swallowed Jonah. What do you call a fish with no eyes? Okay, the Bible says it was a huge fish or a great fish that swallowed Jonah. Check out Jonah 1 for that whale of a tail. This is a great example of why it's better to get your theology from the Bible than from veggie tales. No offense, Larry and Bob. Money is the root of all evil. Okay, this one comes really close to being true, and it has to do with heart. Check out 1 Timothy 6.10. It says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So what do you love? One of the ways you can tell is how you spend your money. Are you generous? Do you get excited about giving things that help with God's kingdom? That shows your love for God and for other people. Now, if you spend it on yourself, that shows a love for you and money. Now, having money is not evil because God blesses us all differently. Whatever blessings God has given you, well, share those. This too shall pass. My mom used to say this growing up, and it made me crazy. I mean, I see her wisdom in it now, but then not so much. Now, if you have a King James Bible, the phrase, it came to pass, shows up like 400 times. So this is one of those partial truths, because there isn't a single verse of the Bible that promises an easy life when you become a Christian. In fact, Scripture tells us that we're going to have trials. But if you've trusted in Jesus, you have the assurance of heaven someday. So in a way, this life will pass and we'll get a better one. The book of James says life is but a vapor. And this isn't just a New Testament idea. God made promises to Abraham, but a lot of those things didn't happen until Abraham was like long gone from this earth. One of my favorite verses is in Hebrews 6.15. It reminds me that life is a marathon, not a sprint, and that our prize is in eternity. Here's what it says. And so after he patiently endured, he received the promise. So are you in a phase of patient endurance right now? God will not give you more than you can handle. 
If you've ever been in a really hard place, you know how much this phrase can hurt. It implies that if we're crushed by the weight of what's happening in our lives, that somehow we're weak or broken beyond what we ought to be. But see, that's the point. We can't handle anything. And yes, God will give us more than we can handle for one simple reason, because He wants us to give it to Him to handle. Check this out. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Moses couldn't handle parting the Red Sea. Joseph couldn't handle being betrayed by his brothers. Jesus, as fully man, could not handle the brutality of the cross, but in each of those cases, God could handle it. And he worked through each one of those things, and then God received the glory. See, one more thing. You and I, we could never take care of our own sin nature, but God made a way of escape, and that's Jesus. There's only one way to get to heaven. This one, 100% true. And there are days when I'm torn about it. Okay, hear me out. I would love to believe that God in His infinite mercy and His infinite grace would let everybody have an eternity with Him, but He can't. And the reason is because He hates sin that much. And our sin nature, it's what separates us from God. The reason that there's only one way to heaven is because there's only been one acceptable payment for our sin. And that was Jesus once And for all, in John 14, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If we're not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Were you surprised by some of the things that are and are not in the Bible? It's a great reminder. Keep digging into the Word because the more you read, the more you understand, and the more you can apply to your life. If you've enjoyed this episode of Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for our next episode on Tuesday morning. Now, if you really loved it, consider making a gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know we have a variety of podcasts? You can stay up to date with Family Life news or some family time with Family Life. Kids, There's If That Makes Sense, a Family Life original podcast where they talk about what life is really like as a Christian in your 20s. And our new encouraging original podcast, The Sunny Side. They're all free and on demand at familylife.org. Click the radio tab and you'll see podcasts.